Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. Uh, go ahead and get started. We are kicking off a series this week. We're going to spend the next six weeks looking at the, this concept called alternate endings. And I love the resurrection because the resurrection is the greatest alternate ending ever. Everybody thought that they had done it. Those that were bothered by Jesus, the, the people whose power he had threatened there with the religious system there in Jerusalem, they had finally did it. They manipulated, they coerced, they played into the hands of power, and they got Jesus on a cross And he got stuck in a tomb, and he was finally one less nuisance for them. The Romans had had were always afraid of this of a of a an insurrection taking place because this this populace of people who were dominated by the Romans here in this little part of the world called Israel had this promise that this Messiah was going to come along and is going to change everything. And every time they could take a Messiah figure out, then all of the hubbub went and they could go back to doing everything. And man, they thought it was done. We've squelched it. It's over. It's done. But then the grave got emptied. If you've got your notes, um, you can just uh, follow along those. The pretty little bulletin we handed you on the way in. Or if you're using the YouVersion app, then you can follow along there. And we just are going to be launching and looking at this concept that the resurrection really is the greatest alternate ending ever. Now, uh, most of us have watched a movie or two. Probably maybe on a a good Friday weekend. Maybe even watched quite a few movies. Been able to enjoy. And most of us have seen a movie and it got to the end. And all you wanted to scream at the screen was, No! No! No, it just can't be this way. We asked a, a number of you a couple of weeks ago what movie should have uh, ended a little different. What, what movies could have ended? And of course, you know, the, the, the classic, you know, that if, if you just even mention the name, people get a little tear in their eye. The old classic, Old Yeller. I mean, my goodness, where was a good vet with Old Yeller? Man, this it didn't have to go this way. Rabies didn't have to take him out. He didn't have to stick the gun into the shed and kill the dog himself. Lord have mercy. Man, it just scarred you as a kid. Every time your dog didn't feel good, you're like, I, you know, hide the guns. We're going to have to take this dog out. And so it was, it was just so tragic, you know. And it, anybody, who is, uh, anybody who's seen uh, the Titanic... You know, there's all the memes that show all the different ways that Rose and Jack could have fit on that headboard. Seriously, how many different ways do you have to lay down to be able to maneuver? He could have fit. It didn't have to go this way. He didn't have to just drift off down into oblivion. What's going on? There's so many things. You're just like, oh, it had, this should have gone differently. And my first movie that I remember just sobbing my guts out, just sobbing. You probably sobbed at this movie too. This is a real tearjerker. It was the, the, uh, the 1976 version of King Kong. 
You know you all cried at King Kong. It was so sad. I saw it on TV when I was a kid, and, and they're sitting there at King Kong. It wasn't his fault, man. They grabbed him from a place he was happy. And they drug him across this ocean and they turn him loose in a place and he's just, he goes home. He goes over there to those buildings and he climbs up and he just wants to be left alone. And they promised that they wouldn't hurt him. And they riddled him with bullets. And I still, I haven't seen this movie in forever. I don't think since this moment. And I still remember the end of it where the heartbeat, boom, boom. Like he's still alive. Boom, boom. And then finally, that doesn't beat anymore. And I just climbed in my mom's lap, and I just cried. And I just, oh, they said they wouldn't hurt him. They're liars. They're liars. And it just broke my heart that it just, it just should have ended different. It just should have ended different. You know, we can shed a tear, and we can can click the movie off and or we can do the thing like the like Phoebe's mom from Friends did with old Yeller which just stop it before they kill him <laughs> you've, you've seen that episode of Friends she just didn't know he died her mom just always stopped old Yeller was a happy ending and so but there's there's these moments where we where we just wish that things could have ended different and it's and it's it's painful when it's a drama that we're wrapped up in but we can hit stop and we can put the DVD up and we can wipe our tears and go on because it was, it was just a story. But there's a whole different kind of place where we scream no and we want an alternate ending and that's when it's our own lives or the lives of someone we love. When we see that all of a sudden things should have been going in one direction and, and man, and, and just things just crash down. That we were there when they said the I do's and we were there whenever they said it and it's supposed to be a happily ever after and, and life has happened and now all of a sudden things are just going off the rails. That we had plans, we had plans, we had plans and the diagnosis shows up and you just scream no. You have dreams of a beautiful happy home and the kids begin to have their own ideas about things and all of a sudden... There's tension in the home. People move out and people are screaming. You have a dream of starting a business and lay everything out there and somehow the demand isn't there and your dream gets shuttered and you close the doors and you scream no. And, and it's into those ugly moments that the power of the resurrection speaks the loudest. That our story isn't over. And the hope of the resurrection is that there is, there is life on the other side of pain. Let's go ahead and catch where in Mark chapter 16. See, in Mark chapter 16, we have people who were told that there was going to be an alternate ending, but they didn't believe it. Jesus wasn't shy about the fact that he wasn't going to stay dead. He wasn't shy that he was going to die, and he wasn't shy about that he was going to stay dead. He said it multiple, multiple, multiple times. And if there should have been anybody looking for an alternate ending, it should have been his disciples. It should have been them there on that morning, sitting there with their lawn chairs and their popcorn, waiting for the greatest alternate ending ever. As if something was going to happen, he was going to come out, but they didn't. They didn't believe. The only ones that even took Jesus seriously were the people that had him murdered. 
And they said, well, you know what? Somebody might come steal the body because he said he was going to rise from the dead. And then they're going to make its thing even ten times worse than it already was. And so they set the guard over the tomb. And, and then here we are. We've got Mary Magdalene showing up in Mark chapter 16. Mary Magdalene married the mother of James and Salome. <clears throat> bought spices so that they might uh, go anoint Jesus' body. They've spent money on the fact that this is over. The ending is the ending. And we're just going to wrap this up. We're going to put as pretty of a bow on this tragedy as we possibly can. And we're just going to move forward. And so very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? They would not fully thought this plan out. They got the stuff, they got the spices, they got the aloes and the oils. They got up early and took it and then was like, oh, there, there's a stone. Who's going to roll it away? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. And he said, don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid them, but go and tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. All of a sudden here, this wonderful alternate ending comes along. She's just shuffling through. They're just trying to get through the, the end of this horrible story. Jesus was going to come and change everything, and then he died. He wasn't supposed to die. He's the Messiah. Messiah's not supposed to die unless you read the prophecies, unless you see what was actually written. Then you see that it all was according to plan. He all did it, did it all the way according to plan. See, the thing is, is that every miracle that Jesus ever did was an alternate ending. He was proven all along that just because it looks like things are going to go one way, it doesn't mean it's going to go that way. When Jesus is involved, all bets are off. You, just, you can't determine what this outcome is going to be. You can't say, what's well, going nasty, so it's going to be nasty. I love that Jesus is a first miracle. He's a guest at a wedding. He goes to a party afterwards. Everybody drinks up all the wine. It's all gone, but the party's not over. And so everybody, is the, the host, is, is really concerned about this and it's going gonna, gonna to look bad. They're supposed to have enough supplies to keep the party going. Jesus' mom comes to him and says, hey, they're out of wine. She expected there to something to happen. Jesus reminds her, hey, my, my, my time's not come yet. And then she just leaves it in his lap like I'm your mama I said there's not enough wine and so he honors his mom and turns water into wine it looked like that there was that there was going to be one outcome and all of a sudden a miracle shows up and there's another outcome we talked last week about Peter going fishing he fished real hard all night caught nothing a carpenter's in his boat, tells him to go out into the deep and, and throw his net down and, to get a catch. A whole lot of labor, a whole lot of work had gone out with nothing. And one word from Jesus, 
obeyed and heeded changed everything. There was an alternate ending. There are 5,000 plus people go out and follow Jesus to listen to him teach and nobody brought a lunch except one kid. Eventually people get hungry. They get hungry. That's why we give you donuts so y'all don't get hangry on me. Y'all smile instead of... And so... No, there's 5,000 people. The disciples are like, send them out. Get them out of here. They're hungry. Get them, get them gone. They're, they're about to start being mean to us. And Jesus says, you feed them. And they said, we, we can't feed them. We don't have anything. Some little kid brought some food, but, but that's all we've got. And Jesus says, all right, set everybody down. And he thanks God for the little bit that he had. And 5,000 people eat. Off of five loaves and two fish. There was an alternate ending. There was a woman caught in adultery. That was death sentence. The guys were holding the stones ready to take rocks and beat her brains in on the public street. That's what the law said. This is what happens. They wanted to catch Jesus in there and bring the lady. Praise God for that lady's life that they brought her to Jesus. The other women that be caught that had not been brought to Jesus. But Jesus ends up on the scene. And now there's an alternate ending. And Jesus confronts them and says, He who is without sin, throw the first stone. And from the oldest to the youngest, start dropping their stones and walking away. And a lady with a death sentence on her goes free and forgiven. There was an alternate ending. Lazarus, Lazarus died. And Mary and Martha said there was almost an alternate ending, Jesus, if you'd have just showed up. We sent for you and you got distracted. You went and took care of some other people. If you'd have just been here, we know that you would have raised him up. The sickness wouldn't have won, but, but now he's dead. And, you know, death, that's, that's the final one. It's It's over. And Jesus says, he's not dead, he's asleep. And speaks to a stinking dead Lazarus for him to come out of a tomb. And when the first, Jesus' resurrection wasn't the first time someone came out of a tomb. Because Jesus was involved. Every miracle, every miracle, folks, is an alternate ending. Your New Testament is riddled with alternate endings. Why? Why? It's so that you and I are convinced that when Jesus is involved, the story isn't over. God wants us to be convinced that as soon as we crack open Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, we begin to see that when Jesus is involved, the story isn't over. It isn't over. That's the power of the resurrection. That's the power of who Jesus is, that the story isn't over. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. There was no way for your sins to not be counted against you until Jesus entered on the scene. There was no way. 
There's no way. No matter how much good you did, the sin was the sin. It already, there was already the penalty attached. You couldn't outperform it. You couldn't get out and out-earn it. You were stuck. And now there's an alternate ending for all of us in the room who have fallen short of the glory of God, of, of, what, of who God is and what, he, and what He is. And it's because of what Jesus did. It's because of what Jesus did that there's an alternate ending. Sin doesn't win anymore. It doesn't win anymore. The grave doesn't win anymore. Since we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God gave him who had no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Isn't that amazing? That's the ultimate alternate ending ever. We who had, were laden with sin are now the righteousness of God. That's who we are. That's our definition. You and I in Christ, we're the righteousness of God. That's the, one, that's the biggest alternate ending ever. I love how the Good News Bible puts it in 2 Corinthians 19. It says, our message is that God was making all human beings his friends through Christ. God did not keep an account of their sins. And he has given us the message which tells how he makes them his friends. That's the message. That's the good news. As God's not counting men's sins against them anymore. Jesus took care of it. That's the good news. See, being a new creation means that we have a new future. Folks, we have a new ending. Things changed. Things changed because of Jesus. They shifted forever because of Jesus. Philippians 1 says, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on until the completion, until the day of Christ Jesus. I love how that Paul is writing here and telling them, I'm confident that God is creating an alternate ending for you. I'm confident of it. He didn't even, he's not even telling them they need to be confident of it. He says, I'm confident that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. God is going to carry on what he started. See, the, the power of the resurrection is still going. We're not here celebrating some great historic moment and looking back and saying, isn't that amazing? Wasn't that awesome that that happened so long ago? The resurrection is still at work, folks. The resurrection is still at work. It is at work in you, and it's at work in me, and it's at work in anyone who will say yes to Jesus. Our worship team is going to come up right now, and, and there's a song that just speaks to this better than, than I could preach to this. So our worship team is just going to preach to you. They're just going to share this concept that the power of the resurrection is still at work. It's still changing lives. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I let go of my old life and I let Christ 
live in me. The life that I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Gave himself. You know, that's really awesome when we're sitting there and we're watching some piece of drama and somebody gets themselves in a real predicament. Somebody gets themselves in a real mess and they cry out for help and the Savior comes along. The rescuer comes along. But here's our story. Here's our story. Our story is we were the enemies and we didn't want help. We didn't want it. And we were enemies to God and God came after to rescue us. He came after you and I. Why? Because he knew that if we could step into the life that he freely gives, that all of a sudden everything would change. That the resurrection power of Christ would literally begin to change everything. That is what the resurrection is about. Is that the resurrected king is resurrecting you and I. He's resurrecting you and I. I love that the scriptures say that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is <clears throat> salvation to all who believe. It is the power of God at work in our lives. This morning, I don't want this to be a one-sided thing. I don't want this to simply be something you come and watch. And if you are still new to this, then maybe this is going to be a little strange to you. Maybe this is going to be a little odd to you. But I want us to just begin to identify how the resurrected king has been resurrecting us. This morning, if I want us to just, we'll just begin to just raise our hands. We'll just begin to say that God is at work in our lives. See, the resurrected king comes in and resurrects us. And he begins to break the power of addiction. And he begins to break the power of, of habits and all those different things. How many of you have been resurrected in that area at some point? That God has changed you, broken addiction off of your life. How many of you have had a relationship restored? That God has changed and resurrected a dead relationship. Whether it was a spouse, whether it was a child, whether it was a parent. How many of you have had God change that? Raise your hand up and see that God's at work in relationships. How many of you have had a dream you thought was dead? How many of you thought that it was over on some place and God is bringing back a dream and bringing back something in your life? Raise your hand and identify that God is at work, that the resurrected King is resurrecting you. Today, if you have believed in that, that Christ is your Savior, that the old is gone and the new has come, that you're a new creation because God at work in your life, not because you work so hard at being a Christ follower, but because God is at work in you. If your life has been forever changed because what Jesus did, raise your hand and give him some glory this morning. Yes. Woo! Folks, it's all of us. It's all of us. The resurrected king is resurrecting you and me. That is what this moment is about. God has given us an alternate ending. And I am confident that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe it's not done yet. But guess what? Your story's not over yet. It's not over yet. He's at work. He's at work. He's at work. He's at work.
So right now I want us, I want us to create a moment that maybe you've been on the outside of this thing. Maybe you felt disconnected from God. Maybe you thought that this whole thing about being a Christian, maybe you thought this whole thing about being a Christian was about stopping all of the bad stuff and putting a whole bunch of good stuff into your life. And you just, when you think about that, it's just exhausting. It just wears you out. But when you saw in the scripture today that God was in Christ reconciling you to himself, that he's not come saying, grovel and beg and maybe I'll forgive you. He's the one who's chased you down. He's the one who's gone after you and you recognize that he's done all the work and that you just want to say yes to it this morning. If you're here and and you have been away from God and you're ready to say yes to God this morning, today is your morning. This is it. I want you to just slip your hand up and we just want to pray with you. If that's you, if you want to say yes to God this morning, yes, 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 awesome, yes, yes. Believers, we're going to pray together. Believers, lift your voice with these. What a beautiful morning to step over from death to life here as we celebrate the resurrection. We're going to pray together. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your life. I thank you that you went to that cross and you were buried in that tomb and you didn't stay there. That your death covers my death and your life is my life. And I believe that you did it all and you did it for me. Today I am your child and you are my father. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! Woo, woo, woo! I want to pray over you as we go out of here. Our prayer team is coming forward. If you need prayer for anything at all, I think our worship team can just kind of rock us out of here. And so uh, we're uh, just going to pray over you. Enjoy it. It is a beautiful day. What a beautiful day that God's made. And keep growing in the fact that the resurrected king is resurrecting you. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful. We're so thankful for your love. We're so thankful for your life, Lord. And we go out of here, Lord, looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, we're confident that you've begun a good work or faithful to complete it. And we're going to continue to grow in the fact that you, the resurrected king, are resurrecting us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Y'all are blessed. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.